We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a Show Faith podcast. I'm Norman Riley. Uh Half cut. <laughs> Over joyous Norman Riley, joined by John Sexton, who was at the match with us today. And to be honest with you, there might be a lot of slurring, there might be a lot of swearing, but you can't blame us for that because Newcastle United have just produced a performance when a performance was needed. I mean, a game that you approach after the results we've had recently and you're shitting yourself. You're scared, stupid. You're thinking we need, we just cannot lose. We cannot lose today. And then before the kickoff, when you realise that Shelby's out with the suspension, and then all of a sudden Hayden and Marino injured, and you see a lineup that's got Saivi and Diarmi in midfield, and your initial thoughts are, how the fuck is this gonna work? And then within the first few minutes, it didn't work, did it? Because the first goal happened, and John just tell us. Tell us what your fucking immediate thoughts were when that first goal went in. The, the first goal was completely against the run of play, but just as a performance, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the thing is, the team had started really well. It was a really good first few minutes. Um, West Ham had one chance. The midfield, first time the central midfielder played together. Nobody really closed Kostanatovic down um, he was pretty much anonymous apart from the goal people were talking about Kieran Clark being at fault I don't think he was um, but the response to the first goal was absolutely fantastic um, and I think it was in keeping with, with, with the start of the game the fans were up, the, the, the fans were up for it West Ham never fancied it the team didn't fancy it the fans didn't really fancy it today which is surprising considering the run that they've, they've, they've been in they've had a well I, th- I think, I think there's a, there's a... My opinion is that West Ham went in that game looking at more recent form, looking at the bounce of Adam Moyes, and I think there was like a, a kind of almost like an expectant yeah. fucking aspect to the home side performance. I think they went in that game thinking they were just going to win because we, we've been so bad lately. And obviously we can, we can say the team performance was magnificent, but again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to gun at this because there are two players on the pitch today who have received a lot of criticism this season. Diomi and Hosselu. And we'll start with Hosselu. Like, I think a few of us on the podcast, in the fucking echo chamber that the True Faith podcast lives in, we've been saying, like, you know what? Hosselu, I he's not a goal scorer, he's not a centre forward, but he does bring something to you. And what did he bring today for you? Hosselu is 
a target man, but not in the kind of conventional sense. So he, he every, every single ball that was coming up to him, he was challenging for. Most of the time today he won it because West Ham's defenders weren't really at the races, but he was winning it because he's a big guy. And even when he wasn't winning it, he was creating space. And in the first half, at the other end of the ground, but the first half, the challenges that he was going up for, whether he won it or not, Richie was getting a lot more space because of it, and he was creating problems. But to be fair, you said that the, the Huddersfield game when he it was his first game, wasn't it? When he came on, Battery. And and, and he's he, he, every time I've seen him, he's he's, he's not going to get twenty goals a season, but he creates problems. He creates problems, and and what more can you ask from a centre forward? The centre forward who isn't who isn't a fucking goal scorer. He's doing exactly what he's being asked of him. He's doing exactly what's being asked of him, and actually more besides. And today he was he was exceptional. He was even really, even really like, even good. like even on defending corners on on when they when they're attacking the ball's getting pumped in the box, he wins. He he, he really loses a fucking header, so we can slag him off as much as he want. And didn't get us wrong. I might be I might be in the fucking the throes of <laughs> happiness right now because of the win that we've just had. But at the same time, I thought he was I thought he was magnificent today. And him and Gail can work up front together. Definitely. And they're not a you can't play them in a 4-4-2 because Hosselu isn't gonna score you enough goals to be a striker in a 4-4-2 formation. But what he did today was he played he played a number 10 role <laughs> to a certain extent, just in front of the centre of the field, just behind the right Gale. But regardless, regardless of what like um what the the kind of Hosselu Gale relationship was. Another player who gets a lot of grief from Newcastle fans, and to a certain extent, there might be there might be an element that's justifiable there, right? But Diarmuir, he's a championship midfielder. I think we all know that. I think he probably knows it himself. And every time he's played this season, he's been shown at the side in centre midfield. He's been asked to do a job that he probably isn't familiar with. Last season, he was fantastic playing as a number ten, just beating Gale in the championship. But today, did he, did he put a foot wrong for you? Hey, hey, uh... It's hard to criticise him. It really is. It's hard to criticise any of them. But particularly today, I mean, he was a physical presence. He put himself about. He's what's expected of him. You know, he's not Patrick Vieira. He's not going to go around. And, like, he's not a box-to-box midfielder that is going to own a game. But he was absolutely superb today. He was absolutely superb. He did exactly what was asked of him, um, and he put himself about. And actually, for particularly second half um, attacking wise he, he knows exactly what he needs to do he's in the right places he doesn't always make the right choice with his passes he, he panics you can see he panics but you do wonder how much of that is is, is down to the fact that he, he gets a lot of grief and he, he's a bit twittery anyway you know he's, he's going to be a bit anxious of course he's also going to twitch when he's fucking when he like he's got like a, he's lacking self belief mm-hmm. right I'll tell you what then Diarmi had a blinding game as far as I'm concerned. Hostler had a blinding game as far as I'm concerned. And fuck it, we'll see what we like about them. They might, they might be championship players, but today they were, they were absolute kings today as far as I'm concerned. Now, let's get in the fullbacks. Yedlin and Mankiw <laughs> today. Yeah, I laugh because Yedlin, I've always said, is, 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 is a right winger playing right back. And fantastic going forward and he just worries me he just worries me but he tackled everything today he threw himself into stuff and he he, he, look, he looks like a different player I mean you were saying he was excellent at Arsenal last week he, he, he could definitely definitely 
put a tackle in when he wants to. Well, this is the thing. And he was exceptional going back. And, and, and it's the space that he was stopping as well. And that was the thing. He, he, he put so much graft in stopping balls coming into the box in the first half. And one ball into the box, which Antonio probably should have scored from. But apart from that, I can't remember West Ham getting too many crosses into the box. And that's, that's testament to both the fullbacks, but particularly Yedlin, the way that he plays, <laughs> the fact that he spends most of his time bombing forward with no interest in, in, in what's supposed to be going on behind him. Well, that's a, that's a, I think you mentioned Antonio there briefly and um, we were seeing before the match like when the, when the side was announced and we shit ourselves a little bit because you've got like a midfield of a centre midfield of Diarmia and Saivir like Saivir is another matter we can go on to because he was <laughs> fucking brilliant today but you look at the side and you think oh we're going to get humped but then all of a sudden you see West Ham the West Ham lineup with Antonio up front and you're thinking hold on a second Antonio is good in the air, but he's not going to cause Lascelles and Clark that much bother in the air. And that was the case, really. Yeah. No, it absolutely was. I'd say the way he's like a rugby league player playing, playing centre forward for West Ham. He's, I, you can understand why they're kind of doing it. And he did make, in the first 15, 20 minutes, he probably made a bit more space for, for an out of it. Um, but did he really give. Did he but this is the thing. This this is the thing. The game, the game was close. We, we won three two. To a certain extent, you could see we were hanging on at the end. I mean, I didn't think we were hanging on. I think we're hanging on to the extent that we were shit ourselves because we were a goal up. Ah, there was a lot on. But in terms of clear cut chances, it wasn't that much. No. New. There was no in that West Ham side today that made me think we're going to lose. Like you know, if, if you're playing Antonio up front and you're missing Lanzini. There's kind of a party that's a little bit optimistic. Now, again, your optimism might be like shafted out the window when you see him at the centre midfielder, like Sai Saivi and Diomia. But to be fair, Saivi, for a kid who hasn't played for like barely two and a half years since he's been at Newcastle, how good was he today? Just unbelievably good he was. Pound chop air, Pat Riviera? Pound chop content. Pound chop content, that's it. He said on the way in. But he was more of like, he wasn't a punch up cut, he was like a kind of, he was like a, you know what? He was. Punch up content that could take free kicks. No, no, he, he, <laughs> was, he was to Vieira what Super Jug is to Boots. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, he's got the same gifts. They're all there. I mean, there's a, you know what I mean? They're a, little bit, they're a little bit more haphazard in how they're presented, but at the same time, they still do the same job. He did, no, he absolutely he worked his off. I mean, they all worked their bollocks off, but considering the midfield that he got, put in the middle of as well and it wasn't like a five man midfield as well that was quite clearly a two person midfield you know that, that, that was Diame and him Diame had a really good game but he's not really a central midfielder and sadly the amount of ground he covered it was ridiculous it was ridiculous he, he basically fucking covered he, he, he did the um, like we've compared him to Contier and it's easy to compare him to Contier just because he's a short stocky French midfielder but what Contier does is he screens the back four and he, and he kind of breaks up the play and he also pushes on the fucking play. And that's exactly what Saivier did. Yeah. He, he, he was like a screen, nothing, almost nothing got past him. I think and as much as West Ham, like as much as we were breaking ourselves because, you know, West Ham are the home team, they get a penalty when we're 2-1 up, they miss the penalty, we go 3-1 up, they pull a goal back within minutes, they bring Carroll on, you're shitting yourself. At the same time, in terms of clear cut chances, there wasn't that much going on. And actually what surveyed that as well was he was very calm in possession. I mean, apart from the fact he grafted his bollocks off and, and, and put a tackle in, he was very calm in possession. He 
was very calm. I, I, again, it's hard to see when you've just come straight away from the game. But I bet he didn't give the ball away very often. He won the ball a hell of a lot, and I don't remember him giving it a, giving it away. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was absolutely fucking brilliant today. Like, I mean, I think uh, he's one of those players. though, you think like, you know, I, like, he's a Senegalese international. He's played for years in League uh, League One in France. He's obviously got ability. Yeah. And like, he was signed. Under McLaren, but one of those players at McLaren clearly wouldn't have had a fucking clue about it. was when, like, you know, when Newcastle, like the Newcastle board by board, I mean, like the three people who run the club, you just go out and sign random players from League One. And Rafa's had to hide him in today, and he's hide him in, and he's, 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 he's like, stake the claim. Definitely. You couldn't, on that performance, you couldn't drop side yeah, could when, you? When you think about the, the, the fixture list over the next few weeks, and it is very intense. Like, irrespective of the, the teams that you play, there's a lot of games to play in a short amount of time, and he, no, he's absolutely it's good stepped up. Put it this way: is like you know what it is. Like Callback was it like was slightly ostracised uh, this pre-season for whatever reasons he may be, and I thought Callback did all right last season. But at the same time, I don't think Callback would have been capable of producing the performance that Xavier put out there today. I mean, you wonder as well. Uh, it, it, so much of it is that that is a side that. Benitez trusts and it's the players that he has trust in so again it comes back to the hustle loop thing isn't it he's telling them what to do and if they do what he tells them to do he'll have absolute faith well that ties in perfectly the next question I've got in terms of Rafa telling people what to do let's move on to Perez new Perez came on for Gale and obviously Gale had worked his arse off the whole match he chased every fucking ball doing everything yeah. And Perez came on, and there were people like around us going, "Chase it, dude! Get your foot in!" But you turned around to me and you said, "No, no, Rafa's told him, this is what you do, and he's sticking to fucking exactly what he's been told to do." It was almost like he was playing against himself, wasn't it? Because there was times where the ball would go back to the keeper, or the ball would like kind of go into the corner flying, the fullbacks got it, and you think, and people are shouting at him to go, and he'd go, and then he'd stop himself. He physically stopped himself, but he's, again, he's doing, he's doing exactly what. What he's been told to do, and and that's why that's why that's why Rafa fucking that's why, per, that's why Perez is always going to get a game when Benitez is there because he does exactly what he's told them. Do you know what? He does a really good job of it as well. He does a really good job. The the reason the reason West Ham didn't really make any chances in the last ten minutes was was because everybody everybody was doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. Everyone was doing it as a unit. That's, what that, that's exactly it. I mean, West Ham had loads of the ball, they put a load of pressure on, but there weren't any real clear-cut chances. And that's the thing, it's like, how are you, Russell? Break, how are you, Russell? Close him, dude. How are you, man? How are you, Perez? Do this. But at the same time, it's like, no, no, hold on. What did West Ham really fucking create in the don't last sort of 10, 15 minutes? Don't leave him any space. That's the thing. Don't leave him any space. Stay rigid, stay disciplined. Don't leave him any space to get in. And, 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 and they were absolutely brilliant for that. Well, it, well again, if we're talking about tactics, yeah, like we can get on, like, uh, a kind of decision that's been made by by Rafa and his team when Carroll came on, and obviously the moment that the moment that like a six foot five, <laughs> built like a fucking tank, <laughs> bench him centre forward comes on against you, and Carroll can play. Mm. You know, he's not just a fucking bloke when he does. He's a good footballer. Now he came on, and we were like, right, this is this is this is gonna be tough, and he won every header, but there's a reason he won every header, isn't there? No, nobody, nobody challenged him unless it was in the six-yard box, and and with good reason because as soon as you challenge, like 
Carroll for a header, you're almost certainly going to lose and you're out of the game. And they've definitely been disciplined and been told, don't go in for 50-50s with him. Just let him win the ball. Let him win the ball. And because he's... I, I think he's great. He just... He, 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 Wanders wherever the ball is, he gets drawn to the ball, and he is a great. You can't mark him. He's, he's a kind of player you can't. You can't he's fucking a really mark him. Good footballer with the ball at his feet. Like, there's a couple of crossfield passes he played in the last 20 minutes. You know, he can fucking play a bit. I mean, he's a big lad, and it's dead easy to like ping balls into the box and aim for him. But he's he's much better than someone like Peter Crouch. He's a good footballer. He's a brilliant and, footballer. He's a brilliant but, footballer. But, but let him have the ball. Let him have the ball first off. So long as he's not, as long as he's not actually going to win a header and, and direct it at goal, let him have the ball. Exactly that, exactly that, and they, 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 exactly what happened. So rather than fucking like, let's say, oh, like let's get on Carroll, let's mark Carroll, let's make sure he does many headers. It was almost like, no, no, right. If you put like the cells and clock on Carroll, the reality is he's gonna win every single fucking header. He's gonna win them all. So why not just let him win the headers, and then cope with the knockdowns from the headers instead? Unless it's in the six-yard box and he wins a header. If it's in the six-yard box. Get up and get a fucking get a challenge in. But if it's like in the 18 yard box, if it's 25 yards, let him win it because you're not gonna be no. So what's the point in committing Lascelles and Clark to marking Carroll when you know for a fact Carroll's gonna win anyways? Uh, and I think I think I think I think Benitez played it perfectly when Carroll came on. Definitely. And, and, and one of the other things as well was how good talked about it earlier, but Yedlin, Mankilo were. Mankilo so was excellent, the, I thought today. The, the, First half, you've got Antonio playing up front. So, yeah, all right, like Clark and the Cells are, are, are going to be able to deal with him. As soon as Carroll went on, right, the emphasis completely changed. It was right, stop getting balls into the box. And actually, how many balls actually came in, like 12 yards from goal, that actually Carroll could properly attack? None. There was almost none. There was a couple of free kicks, but there was nothing that he could really, really go after. And that's testament to the fullbacks. Changing the way they were thinking and saying, right, we've got to stop the crosses now. Aye. And and that was that was different to the first half. Well, West Ham did get a few crosses in, but they didn't really do anything with it. What do you um what did you think of Richie's performance today? Because I because I, I thought his, his graft was fucking exceptional. I, I I mean I like Richie anyway, I think he, he he always grafts hard. What I quite liked first half and and probably first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, it was that out ball, the long ball out to Gosselu, who was challenging for everything and was giving Richie a huge amount of space. Um, again, we need to watch it back, but it looked like looked like it would work twice in the first half, and both of those was coming down the right flank, and it was all coming from Richie. And, and all of that was because was because of the space that, that Gosselu was creating for him. But he was just he, he, he was he was clever enough. Craft his nuts off when he needed to and drop into midfield, but make that run round the back of Hosselu when the ball was coming Aye. over. It's funny, it's funny. Feeding, you know, off, feeding off the scraps almost. Well, it's funny you say that because I think Richie had a really brilliant game today, and I think like the thing is, like with one of the criticisms of Hosselu was that um, you know he didn't score enough goals, etc. Right? But today, I actually thought at one point Hosselu is a really intelligent footballer because he's winning loads of battles in the air, and other players aren't actually reading what the fuck yeah. he's doing. He's winning the ball, he's laying it off, and the other players, it's almost like they're not, they kind of Atto and, Atto and Richie weren't expecting what he was doing with it. But, but, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start waxing lyrical about Hosselu. <laughs> I mean, I am, because, you know what, he's had so much criticism, and it's a good time he got some credit. And he didn't score to the air, but he was fucking brilliant. And I think that 
Atu, I tell you, that was another good, a good thing to see. There was Atu yeah. back from injury and back on fire. I thought Atu was bloody brilliant wow, today. God, like, how good was it? Was it, was it the second goal? The second, the, second, goal was, the second goal was the third goal. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it? He got the clean. Oh no! Well, I think Alex, I think Alex, Alex, who obviously normally presents his podcast because he's a, a lot more <laughs> rounded, well-spoken human being than I am. Drinks less. Yeah, he, uh, drinks less, and he's younger and he's just more tech-savvy than I am. But um, Alex like, sent us a message and said, like, um, basically, Atu's ended ended Zabaleta's career there. I mean, not only he megged him, but also he just fucking <laughs> rinsed him. He <laughs> rinsed him, didn't he? And I like, I like Zavalet as a human being. But today, <laughs> I mean, Atsu just shite on him, didn't he? Shite on him, like. Yeah. But, but as well, Atsu, and again, it comes back to Richie, it was both of the both of the wingers, if you want to call them wingers, whatever they are these days, but like, actually genuinely helping out the fullbacks that were behind them. And Atsu grafted his bollocks off as well. He grafted his well, bollocks off. I'll tell you this one. Everyone tracked yeah, back as they should do. And, and, well, and, he has and, a question for you, Reed. Is as fucking amazing was that Newcastle won three two today. As amazing was that Robbie Elliott saved a fucking penalty. And I tell you what, Elliott today about for it. every criticism I've fucking given of Robbie Elliott today, he came off his line, he claimed balls, he made saves. The might, he might have been at fault slightly for the first goal, but I tell you what, the reality is he had a centre midfield pair, and as we've already mentioned, that had never played together, and they had no idea what they were doing, and they got it together very quickly, right? So, so bollocks of that, Elliott today, the penalty save. He came off his line, he claimed crosses, his distribution wasn't too bad, he did really, really well. Now, the question is, as good as Newcastle were today, was there anyone in that West Ham lineup that actually made you think, you know what, these lot are a better side than Newcastle? No, it's funny, isn't it? You go into the game and you're looking at someone like Anatovic and, and he, he seems to be on form, looked like he played really, really well against Stoke last week. Um, and obviously scored a goal in the first what six minutes seven minutes whatever it was but apart from that was absolutely fucking anonymous he did absolutely nothing and I, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him with a barge bomb and out of it he, he, he does nothing for me I, well apart from the fact that he's got a fucking squirrel show squirrel for a haircut <laughs> but I'm not a massive fan of his haircut None am I a massive fan of the way he plays. Put it this way, put it this way, right? Put it this way, and like, you know what? I make a grief for this, and I'm, I'm saying it, I'm, I'm putting it out there to our, our two and a half thousand Echo Chamber listeners, right? <laughs> Arnautovic City, I wouldn't have swapped him for Hocken Hosselu because Arnautovic did not win a single fucking header. Every single day. And he, he day cost of the 25 week. million. Every day of the week. Hosselu's a Stoke City reserve. Arnautovic was like a Stoke City fucking first team, like, yep. in our first team selection, and I think Hosselu had a better game than them. So, you know what? Hosu might have a, like an absolute stinker against Man City, but the reality is, most of them are because Man City are an anomaly. The game we've got to focus on is Brighton. New, with how we committed today, how we grafted today, surely we can beat Brighton. You think so? I mean, uh, the, the, the big thing, the big thing for me, and what struck me all the way through the game was was Lascelles, which you've been saying. For oh, Lascelles! Like, but it's, it's not so ju- important. It's not just the way that it's not just the way that he plays. It's the way that he organises everybody else, and it's the way and, and it's the way that he. he it's a vocality, isn't it? So a corner comes in, and he'll win it, or someone else will win it, and he, he squeezes everybody out straight away. And, it, and and he is. You can see why Benitez made him captain at the age that he did, because he has got that. He's got that ability to be able to tell people, "Come on, now we're out." And he absolutely, 
he's, he's telling people where to go. I mean, physically, he's... he's, he's, well, he's the only player we've got who looks like a player who was like basically spent all their life in a fucking in the Premier League. Like he's a physical specimen. In every game I've seen this season against West Brom, I saw it against Manu away. Their players are bigger than us, whereas Lascelles, he's, he's, he is he is like he has got that Premier League physique on him, any absolutely, and and he's got the mentality on him as well. I and, believe, and he's, believe, he's, 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 belief. He's, he's a leader. He's clearly a leader, and he was the one. He was the one that was organising everybody. There's, Kieran Clark's older than him. Well, and interesting, interesting enough. theory, but 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 he was absolutely he was ordering people around. He makes a it must make a massive difference having somebody like that to your keeper as well. That's the thing. If the goalkeeper's oh, coming God, you... for, 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 for crosses and they're not too short, and if you've got somebody like Lascelles there shouting all the time, telling people when to come, when not to come, what to go for, what not to go for, when to squeeze out, it makes a massive difference. It must do. Of course it doesn't. We've been saying this like well, we've been seeing this all season. I mean, the thing is with Lascelles, I mean, what is he, 23, 24? Kieran Clark, right? Kieran Clark. I, I really love Kieran Clark. I think he's a I think he's a really good player. He's obviously susceptible to making a mistake now and again. And he was slated when we signed him by Villa fans and all that. And he's captain for Ireland, everything. But as good as Kieran Clark might be, I don't think he's like a kind of natural leader. Whereas I think the cells is he's like a, a natural vocal presence. And this is the first time under the cells that seem we've conceded more than one goal. But we still fucking won. And every time the ball went up. Towards off uh, towards war defence, Lascelles was screaming. I mean, I'm talking like pumped up, screaming, putting people in position. And he is he's a he's a big player he's for us, leader. and he's really important. He's a leader. He's an absolute leader. And um, to be honest with you, mate, there's there's not really much more to say, is there? <laughs> Other than it was a fucking brilliant day. I've done as much as I can. We've done as much <laughs> as we can. We're gonna see it now. We're gonna get steam and junk. There might be a second podcast, a more reflective. Let's discuss <laughs> tactics and everything else. But right now, me and John are saying not because we've had a brilliant day and the day hasn't ended yet. So we'll either be back with you before Man City or after Man City. However it goes, today was a good day to be a Newcastle fan. Enjoy it. And we'll talk to you later. And I'll put one more plug out. The Trophy Earth fanzine. Download it. Don't even download it. Just look at it. PDF it. Whatever you want to do with it. It's fucking brilliant. And we'll catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.